Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass-produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know, that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. But anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good, like Marnie said. And we love the fact that there's no added sugar. They're free of chemicals and pesticides. They're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices. And they have very low sulfites, which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day. And, you know, it's summertime, it's patio season. It's so nice to just get outside. If you enjoy having a glass of wine, um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar. And we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar.com. That's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D-C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. We have a quick request for all our listeners. If you're enjoying the Art of Living Well podcast, we would so appreciate it if you would have a, head over to Apple Podcasts and take a moment to rate and review the Art of Living Well podcast. That really helps us in our rankings and our visibility so other listeners can find us throughout the world. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so honored and excited to bring you today's guest, Jasmine Stringer, a speaker, lifestyle expert, influencer, and strategist. Jasmine is the award-winning author of Seize Your Life, How to Carpe Diem Every Day. She's an on-air TV personality, host of the podcast and lifestyle blog, Carpe Diem with Jasmine. In the early 2000s, Jasmine was living her life like so many others on autopilot without vision or purpose until she was given an unexpected gift, a layoff. As she said goodbye to her corporate gig, she realized she hadn't been truly happy or fulfilled in years. So she made a choice not to stay miserable any longer and to do whatever work was required to find happiness wherever she could. Jasmine leveraged a pivotal moment in her life to learn the true meaning of carpe diem. She found endless little ways to connect with herself and others through jazzed up do-it-yourself projects, style, entertaining, and travel on a budget. Today, Jasmine is on a mission to help people live empowered and authentic lives through her Seize Your Life keynotes, workshops, and customized coaching sessions. 
Jasmine guides clients and audiences through a simple process to identify their goals and achieve their personal development of success. Jasmine's common sense approach to creating a life of one's own has inspired thousands of people across the world to Carpe Diem. So we are so excited to have Jasmine here today. She has her new endeavor that we're also going to be talking about, which is Share the Mic Minnesota, which is a campaign that gives black and brown women in Minnesota additional exposure and allows them to connect and engage with new audiences. So we're super excited to hear more about that. And welcome, Jasmine. Jasmine, thank you so much for being a guest on the Art of Living Well podcast today. We know how busy you are with your new venture, Share the Mic Minnesota, and we really appreciate you carving out time to share your story with our audience. And you have so much energy and inspiration that we cannot wait to have this conversation today. Yeah, well, thank you, Marnie and Stephanie, so much for having me on your podcast today. Well, you're welcome. Um, so I loved learning about your background and your journey and how that's brought you to where you are today. So we thought we could, do you want to start out by sharing your story with our audience? Yep. So, I mean, I have, I have a really long story. So why don't you tell me where you would like me to start at? Because I could, I could, you know, I can go to moving to Minnesota. I can talk about seizing your life. You give me a good starting point. Well, I would love to know actually how you ended up in Minnesota. And I know you grew up in Georgia and you had a corporate career, which, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder okay. here. So. Well, we'll start from there. So okay. born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to college in Washington, D.C. Um, from college, I started to work in the food industry. I worked for a couple of Fortune 500 food companies. One of those um, opportunities transferred me here to the Twin Cities, and I did a variety of like customer sales, sales ops, customer marketing, um, kind of corporate positions. I was on this whole, you know, corporate career track. Then, boom, I was laid off. Um, and I like to describe my layoff in retrospect as the biggest blessing in disguise because it gave me paid time to think about what I wanted to do next. And a lot of times, um, and I was, you know, I was very blessed at the time that I was single, I was childless, you know, I was living my life downtown. So I understand that people may be in a different place than I am when they are laid off. And I had really been um, intentional and in my prayer about the whole experience. And so when it came, I was at a lot of peace because my prayer was that for God's will to be done. So I thought, well, if this is what I've been praying for, and when people would tell me, hey, Jasmine, we heard about this, we're, you know, we're lifting you up, we're praying for you, anything you need, I would say, well, wait a minute, stop, what are you praying for? Because you might be praying for me to keep this job, and that might not be what God wants, or you might be praying for me to lose this job, and that might not be God, what God wants. So let's pray that uh, God's will be done in this moment in time. And so with that, I really took the opportunity to think about what I wanted to do next. And I knew that I had been on this career track that I actually wanted off of. I wanted to do something different. But in big corporations, you know, you get in these silos and you get on these tracks and it's really hard to take a hard right or to take a left or to do a zigzag without leaving. And even when you do leave, you have all this experience based in one area. So you're kind of boxed in. 
So I said, you know what, I'm going to get out of this box that I'm in and I'm going to try to leverage some of these skills that I thought were transferable skills and look for opportunities in other areas um, th that I'm interested in working. So then I started consulting and one of my clients one day asked me, you know, Jasmine, we love you, but what's your, like, tell me about you. What's your, like, secret dream that you haven't shared with anyone? And I was like, oh, my God, a secret dream I haven't shared with anyone. I talk all the time. Um, <laughs> and I realized that, you know, at that time, I wanted to do something in television. So I said, you know, I always wanted, I remember it wasn't even my Girl Scout trip. It was like a Fern's Girl Scout troop, but I got to go on the field trip. I remember when we went to the news channel, WSB-TV, um, and I was mesmerized with television and the green screen. And I said, but you know, I know I don't want to be on TV every single day. So from that, I launched my blog. I figured out about lifestyle television and I really pos positioned myself as a lifestyle blogger and then later a lifestyle expert. So yeah, that is how that began. And then I started speaking and I wrote a book uh, called Seize Your Life, How to Carpe Diem Every Day. And today I say that I am on a mission to inspire others to live more authentic, connected, and mindful lives. So that was a lot. <laughs> which, is, which is really interesting and awesome. And that's very similar to what our mission is, actually. So I love hearing other people's stories and how they got to that almost same mission that we have and how everybody does it in such a different way. Because really everyone's, you know, art of living well or whatever you want to call it, seizing the day, how, however you want to describe it is different depending on the person, right? Right. So, and I'm just so impressed that you left your corporate job and were able to accomplish all of that. Like that's, that's very impressive. And well, I, I think one thing yeah. you should know about me is I'm a very uh, persistent person. Like, I, I think once I make up my mind, I'm pretty committed and dedicated. Uh, I say, I like to say that I'm relentless in achieving my goals. So I'm, you know, marching for all hands on deck, whatever it takes to get it done. If I said I'm going to do it and if it's in my heart, I'm, I'm, I'm going after it. Get out my way. Get on board or get out my way. I love that. I love that passion and dedication. Um, so before we dive into, you know, some of the more details of what you're doing now, I'm one on your personal note, you ended up marrying a farmer and you live two hours south of the Twin Cities right now. So, yeah, so I married a farmer and it's kind of funny. I met him very soon after moving to the Twin Cities. We were friends for many years. I met him at the airport. We were, you know, if you look at us to most people, you would think that we were complete opposites. So we had to kind of figure each other out and realize that we really, I mean, not only did we have a great um, foundation of friendship and a lot of mutual respect and admiration, but we really, you know, we're like, we kind of love each other too. But yep, yeah, so we actually split <laughs> our time. Um, between we have a place in Minneapolis um, in a suburb Edina and then we have a farm in southern Minnesota my husband was a farmer so there's a farmhouse that we go back and forth from in fact I was there uh, I know we're going to talk about some things later on but one of the things that I really enjoy doing and we enjoy doing together in the summer is that we have a vegetable garden and we can so that's kind of a togetherness activity for us. I love that. And right before we jumped on to this conversation, you said that you were in the garden working a bit. Yeah. This yeah. morning. Yep. I'm trying to pick because we were there yesterday and we were like, oh, there are a few more tomatoes. Let's leave them out and let them ripe. And someone 
just told me they're like oh my goodness I um, picked up some pickled summer squash and I have summer squash coming out of the wazoo so I was like oh let me try to um, pickle some summer squash I never knew that you could can summer squash I didn't either and I, yeah me I'm That's very awesome. interested in how that turns out yeah I will let you know I'll give you yeah. a jar <laughs> <laughs> so how often are you at the farm so every week and do okay. you, is it a working farm? Like, are you? So I'm not farming, but my husband right. farms with his son and they grow corn and soybeans, but I'm, I'm gardening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I mean, I just love even the little small garden I have in my backyard. So. Yeah. Um, so tell us what you're doing now, because I know you've pivoted a little bit recently. Can you tell us? Right. About so your... I will tell you. Yeah. Um, you know, COVID happened and as a professional speaker, um there were no gigs like gigs went on pause they were postponed because there are no meetings conferences conventions workshops seminars to be done now things are coming back in a, in a virtual space but still trying to learn and you know engage virtually and then we had so we had covid with just this you know health pandemic going on a international health pandemic and then we have um George Floyd's murder. And there is this new awakening uh, to the racial injustices and inequities that have been taking place in our country for years. And so, you know, we have this health pandemic, this, you know, horrific murder. And I'm sitting there and I, I said, I'm, I'm in my feelings, you know, remember that song, the song of the summer a couple of years ago, and I'm in my feelings and I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? You know, I'm processing all of this, um, you know, of this whole conundrum of feelings that I, that I, that I am dealing with. And I said, you all, you know, you always want to be a part of the solution. And one of the things I learned about myself um, through the George Floyd murder and some of the events that happened um, after his death is that I prefer to be a person of action. So action makes me feel better when I'm doing something. So I'm like, how can I be of, in action and be of service? So at my heart, like I said, I'm on a mission to help people live more authentic, connected, and mindful lives. I believe in the power of connection. And I think one of the reasons we have so many problems in our community and our state and our country is because people are no longer connected to each other. You know, we live in this cancel culture where a person says one thing that you don't agree with and you just discount their total being, their total essence, their total, you know, book of work, and you don't connect with them. And then I know that our social media is a very curated experience. So our social media is, you know, friends, family, part inspirational, part aspirational, but really how are we getting diversity of thought and not racial diversity, but just people that think differently about us. And then let's talk about racial diversity. Uh, and so I realized that there was an opportunity to build some kind of connection um, leveraging social media. And so I came to this um, epiphany from a couple of things. One, 
uh, Blackout Tuesday happened and Jason DeRussia from WCCL-TV posted a picture of me in his Insta story. And I saw like a significant increase in followers in 24 hours. I got like 50 new followers in, you know, 24 hours. So that was a very uh, quantitative measurement. Mm-hmm. Then that week I'd done a segment about starting where you are, which is what I believe we all have to do. And one of my mentors in South Carolina, who's a white woman, a public speaker, Susan Height, called me and she goes, you know, Jasmine, I was listening to your segment about starting where you are. And I realized that I could like start quoting more <laughs> a black women from the stage. Like I don't always have to quote Oprah and Michelle Obama and Dr. Maya Angelou. And I should like probably like update my um, suggested reading materials and podcast list to include people of color. And I'm gonna put your book on the list. What do you think about that? And I was like, oh my God, Susan, yay, ding, ding, ding. That is exactly what I meant by starting where you are in your realm, in your world, with your community and your network. Then. I tell you, I love, you know, I admire and I respect the work of um, Glennon Dole and Elizabeth Gilbert and Rachel Hollis, but I'm like, when are people going to start quoting me like they quote them? And one more person is like, have you read Girl, Wash Your Face? And I'm like, no, <laughs> yes, I read it, but I have this great book too. So then I thought, I'm going to reach out to them on social media. I'm going to send them a little Insta story video and say, hey, girls, what are you doing to bring Black women on the journey with you? And that night, I heard about this Share the Mic national campaign. And I thought that was interesting. So again, I go to bed and I wake up and, you know, an assignment from God. Again, obedience is better than sacrifice. And he said, you know, Jasmine, you're going to do Share the Mic MN because it's not all about you and it's better when you bring people on the journey. And so that's what I've been doing for the past eight weeks. We launched Share the Mic on June 24th. It took 12 days to get it up and running. I'm very thankful to Reba Deminsky and the U.S. Bank Foundation for believing in this vision that I had and providing us with seed money. But basically the campaign, uh, Share the Mic MN that I founded is missioned uh, to amplify and expand the reach of the voices of black and brown women living in the state of Minnesota. Which is how we found you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, at at its purest form, it's a social media takeover. Mm -hmm. Which is I mean, you guys are doing a great great job with it. Um, I've enjoyed watching and listening every Wednesday. And I see how it's growing weekly, and it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And so what I really hope, again, going back to you know, my earlier story, uh, you know, going into this uncharted territory and getting off of that kind of corporate traditional track is that I'm hoping that the audience and the audience and audiences will engage with these women and their stories and their call to actions and their work and something will resonate with them. And that resonation will create a spark in the viewer of that, you know, whether it's a tweet or Insta story or a quote or a comment, and that spark will lead that person to taking action. Because we know that we need all hands on deck when it comes to solving these issues of racial injustices and inequities. 
Well, and I think you're also really building those authentic connections between people. Right. Like, exactly. Like I mean, yeah. Really yeah. offering this opportunity to build these connections between people that maybe wouldn't have built those connections. Right. In the past. We are very and intentional with our pairings. And so we pair a partner that's the black and brown woman with an ally. And so our goal is that, you know, with the thought and the, you know, thought and love and energy that we go in creating these pairs, that these pairs will become lasting, you know, professional, personal relationships or some shape or form, and that they will continue to amplify and expand the reach of their voices in some shape or form together. That's really exciting and beautiful. And it's what needs to happen. And I think too, it's your, what I've noticed too, of just even who I started following and the additional resources and things I've been doing since George Floyd's murder. Um, we all realize we have more commonalities and we're more similar than different too. And I think that's just an additional like awareness that for me is being elevated. Um, right. I mean, we all want the same thing. I talk about my husband. I mean, he was a farmer from Southern Minnesota. He really knew no black people when he met me. And I don't say that <laughs> jokingly. Yeah. Um, and yet we really have so much in common when you get behind, get beyond that external, what you look like, where you're from, what you do for a living. But when you start to think about values and hopes and dreams and desires and faith, mm-hmm. we're in alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, so talking a little bit more, I mean, obviously share the mic is, is on a mission and share the mic. Amen. I like that. Sorry. Share, share the mic. Amen. Amen. Yeah. amen. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts, Jasmine, a bit? Just what do you believe needs to happen to make some real sustainable change in our country and create a society where you know, the white privilege and white supremacy and all these things you've been talking about really cease to exist? Well, obviously, I think, what you're doing is yeah. I mean, I think we all have a part in this. Like I said, we need all hands on deck. And I think it's really important that individuals examine themselves and examine their role in, you know, continuing and um, perpetrating and promoting unconscious bias or, you know, feeding into these stories and things of that nature. And I think, you know, I'm going to make an assumption here, but I'm going to assume your audience is predominantly white women. We need white women to own some of this. We need white women to do the work. We need white women to support black and brown women. Um, We need you to lose your fragility and we need you to stop being afraid of making a mistake and if you make a mistake you ask for forgiveness but um, we need action so what what would you suggest like let's say someone in our audience is listening to this right now what, what would you suggest would be a good action somebody could so take? i would say start where you are you know, so this is what I tell everyone. I said, start where you are. I started Share the Mic and Men because I believed in starting where I am and I believe in connection and I'm a black and brown woman. And so I knew that I would appreciate having my voice and my um, my voice amplified and expanding the reach of that voice. So if you are listening and you're thinking, how can I start where I am? Think about Susan. And Susan's like, yes, I'm a keynote speaker too. And I realized that I have Three quotes um, in, you know, the 10 different presentations that I do, I quote the three same Black people. So really, how am I fostering connection? I don't have any 
books or podcasts from people of color on my suggested reading or listening list. So what are you doing? Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll just use you, Stephanie, as an example. So Stephanie, how are you um, starting where you are? Are you actively going to try to bring more diverse voices to the Art of Living podcast? If you have time, I don't know what you're passionate about living well. So maybe you volunteer with like the Jeremiah Project in the Twin Cities or another organization that aligns with your personal passions, your personal values. Or maybe you say, you know what, I don't have any time, um, but I do have an extra $20 a week. And I'm going to, every week, I'm going to donate this $20 to a different organization doing the work. Or you say, you know what, gosh, my kids you know, are really busy, but maybe we would make the conscious decision to become a big brother, big sister family. So there are so many ways for you to start where you are. And I think that one thing as a person of color, um, which is, I'll just be frank, which is kind of exhausting, is people always asking me like, well, what should I do? Why don't you do some research and come back to me with some ideas and say, hey, I was thinking about doing this. Put some skin in the game. I would say mm-hmm. that you need to own the process. It cannot be spoon fed to you. Yes, I completely Absolutely. agree. And I've had that conversation. We actually did. I kind of organized. We have a neighbor, neighborhood book club. And so I suggested I kept popping up on my feed, um, me and white supremacy. I'm like, that's it. I want to read it. But I want to have a dialogue because then I want to know like what I can be doing, not just reading the book and doing the hard work. And she talks about that, the author. I mean, we, we can't just punt it back to the BIPOC community and ask them to help solve this for us, right? No, we need to take ownership and we need to do the hard work. Um, And I love that you mentioned like Jeremiah program because we're in my fam, my husband's been involved with that on the board for years and years, which I think is a great organization locally. When I first launched my business and I was still working in corporate and I said, I'm gonna be a speaker and do these workshops. I volunteered with the Jeremiah project and I did something, I, I developed my softer side of business workshop from my volunteering um, workshops at the Jeremiah Project. That's great because you know and Marnie and I actually have had someone on from Appetite for Change, the founder Princess oh, yeah. Haley and, and there's volunteer opportunities there in the garden which is on our you know list to do as well. It's great. Um, you know that's what I tell like my husband all the time I'm like you know you have all of this farming you know expertise this is what you do and so he has really been intentional about helping people in, you know, inner city areas with community gardening and, you know, bringing people to the farm to introduce them to the type of farming that he does. So that's him starting where he is because he's not on social media, but um, agriculture is very near and dear to his heart. I mean, it's near and dear to my heart too, but we connect differently. I always say that he grows the food that um, feeds the people and I plant the seeds of words of inspiration and encouragement that nurture the people. That sounds like a perfect balance, a yin and yang. Yes. yes. And I think to your point, like take whatever skills or interests or passions you already have, the things you're already doing, and then just look at them more broadly and seek different people, whether it's authors or speakers or um, whatever it is already in your life. And I think social media and Share the Mic MN in particular is a, is a platform and a forum to do that and to share the resources. And that's probably one of the benefits of social media right now. 
Exactly, exactly. Because to the earlier point that people do want to get involved and they want ideas, but you can leverage social media as your tool to find a way to get involved. And that's what we're really trying to do with Share the Mic MN is have these women, you know, tell you about what they're passionate about, what they're working on, what their call to action is. And then perhaps that will resonate with you and you'll say, you know what, I'm going to do a little bit more research or I really liked what um, yesterday we had uh, Dr. Stacy Stanley, assistant superintendent from Eden Prairie Schools, and we had Sina Hodges, the woke coach. So I really liked what those ladies um, had to say, and I am going to try to engage with them. And we had Coco and Lala on, who you said you have reached out to, and they, I mean, it's amazing what they're doing about vegan food, and they're like so fun and outgoing, yeah. and it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't want to go vegan for, you know, or at least I want to try to do one day of vegan, so mm -hmm. I'm going to tap into their community on Facebook, and whatever recipe they put out for the day that my family is going to have a vegan day, that's what we're going to eat. That's wonderful. That's awesome. And I, every Wednesday, we'll keep watching and yep. making those so, connections. Yeah, I will say, so we've been every Wednesday, the month of July, but um, starting August, we're moving to the second and the fourth Wednesday of every okay. month. Okay, so. good to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So changing gears a little bit, um, I know you wrote a book a few years back called Seize Your Life, How to Carpe DM Every Day. Yeah. We'd love to dive into that a little bit and yeah. hear more about it. And yeah. tell us about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it out as we talk, not that anybody can see it, but <laughs> I call this book, again, this is, I'm a very practical person. Like I said, I am very action-oriented and goal-oriented, and so I don't want to talk in, um, you know, even though I'm a visionary, I don't want to talk in, you know, lofty terms. I wanted to write a book that was very, um, you know, relatable. And so I call the book a collection of practical guidance on how we can live more authentic, connected, and mindful lives. Because, you know, one of the things that I really say about Share the Mic in, in, in this period in time is that this cannot be a moment. It has to be a movement. But I do know this. I know that our moments add up and our moments make our movements. And we seize the day and we seize our lives in those everyday moments. So moments are precious. Even though we are focused on a movement, um, we cannot forget the moments. So how do you seize your life? Just you know, kind of. Yeah. So, you know, I start my day um, with gratitude and I, and I read a meditation, but I really, um, you know, and I move a lot. Like I told you guys, I'm like, I am moving a million miles an hour sometimes, but I really try to carve out you know, dedicated family time, dedicated time for myself, dedicated time for my friends, dedicated time for my faith, so that I know that I am truly being present in those moments when I'm saying, this is the carved out time, and you're getting all of me. Yeah. Anyway, I love when you, when you talk about the book, um, you know, Carpe Diem doesn't need to be something grand or adventurous, or, you know, you don't need, to, doesn't need to cost a lot of money. So I love, like, I'm, in the book too, the practical tips, just awareness. So how we all have the ability to seize every day and every moment, like you said, and which adds up then to, you know, 
a movement, if you will, right? Right, yeah. And, and it becomes, you know, your, your podcast is The Art of Living, but I say, you know, we are practicing life. You go to the doctor, what does the doctor do? They practice medicine. You talk to an, an attorney, what does an attorney do? They practice law. So how are we expected to know everything there is about this life we're living? No, we are practicing life. And so, you know, we try something, something works, we, um, we evolve and we tweak and we reevaluate. So are you guiding people through this process? What do you say now? Are you guiding people through this process? As, as a part of a seizing the light or seizing yeah. Carpe Diem? Yep. Yeah. So yes, in the book, I am guiding the people through the process. I coach clients and I guide them through the process. I have a workshop that I do on seizing your life. Um, and it's really a roadmap of a formula that I developed. So there are several ways that I am, yes, um, guiding people through the process. I apologize. I had like some commotion going on. No problem. <laughs> no worries. It's like you hear your name. You guys are moms. So you hear that mom and it's like, I hear I'm not a, a human mom, but I heard some names and I'm like, wait a minute. I hear my name. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so we always love to leave our listeners with some practical tips. And I know a lot of them are in the book, which we are going to post in the show notes and make sure everyone gets a copy of. And I will say this. So you mentioned that your neighborhood was doing um, me. We have a book club. Yeah, me and White Fragility. So it's so funny. Another friend of mine, I did her book club did my book. So I do offer a deal. If anybody is listening, all you do is have to email me. Um, and I know you're going to post my email address yeah. in your notes, but you get you buy um, four books, you get one free. So if you have a book club or you want, or you're like, you know what, I'm just going to send this to my girlfriends. I know I have two um, chains of girlfriends that we have been on text and Marco Polo since March, just connecting. And, you know, so in, from now, every now and then somebody will send us all a gift. Gifts is my love language. Have you ever read the, the five language, love languages? Yeah. So it's, it's always a treat to get that. Okay, I love this. And I love the idea of doing it as a book club because, and sometimes, you know, with some of these, I don't want to call it a self-help book, but no, you got to kind of dig in and yeah. write and do some work. And it, the accountability that a book club provides, you're not just reading the book and then leaving it on your nightstand or on the bookshelf and kind of forgetting about it. You have a little bit of that accountability with, especially if it's like a neighborhood or a group that you meet with regularly. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, and I'm actually- Stephanie, we've been talking about doing the Art of Living Well book club, and this yeah. would be a this maybe this would be one of our starter books. Be yeah, this should be your kickoff with people book. in our audience that yeah. are interested in participating. And then so. you could like take the conversation on Facebook and do it on Facebook. Right, live. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love so, it. So thanks for the reinvigorating us with the idea because yeah. we have been toying with that on and off for a while now. I love that. Um, where I was headed was just, if there were a couple of practical tips that may or may not be in the book, um, for just that they can implement immediately to seize the day and, you know, I guess just, yeah, how to seize the day, you know, what are some things that people can do? And especially I think during this current environment, you know, it's very traumatic and emotional for people and everyone's kind of up and down with what they, um, 
you know, thinking through what where they want to be, you know, even next year. We're already kind of looking ahead to 2021 a lot. Yeah, and the, the, you know, news about school and all. And yes. there's so much. It's like, well, do we wait for 2021? I know my husband and I, we were like, we were invited last year somewhere. And then the invitation came back this year. We weren't able to go. And I'm like, well, do we say no again? But if yeah. one thing um, 2020 has taught us, which I always believed, I mean, and this is why my philosophy and my motto is carpe diem, is that life can change in the blink of an eye mm-hmm. for the, you know, for the good or for the bad. So really, how are you seizing the day and seizing each and every moment? You know, I always tell people, and you hear this all the time, but there is so much power in, in gratitude. And I think whenever, you know, that's why I like to start my day um, reflecting on the previous day of what I'm thankful for. Whenever I'm in a funk, I go back to gratitude. Another way to seize the day um, and seize the moment is the power found in the present moment. Like I said, I move a million miles a minute and sometimes you can like get overwhelmed. And, you know, this week I had a medical thing and I was pretty good up to it. And then, you know, like 15 minutes before the appointment, my mind just like went there and I'm anxious and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I comparing it to like another family situation we had, but then I had to bring myself in the, I had to like catch my breath, breathe Jasmine, couple in and out. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, Jasmine, in this moment, it is okay. You haven't even been to the doctor. You're like freaking out in the car. You haven't even done the ultrasound. You haven't heard that you need to buy, like, you don't even know any of these things where your mind is taking you down this rabbit hole and you're in, you're crying. Come back, girl, snap out of it because right now it is okay. Yeah. And those are, I love their simple um, but they're very effective. And it's also sometimes hard for people to just be, get in the moment, right? Yeah. And stop the rat race in the head. And, and, but breathing, the power of breath, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the breath can really help you take over that mind because of when the mind is going crazy and <laughs> taking you somewhere else, I mean, it's usually not good for somebody. Exactly. Um. So tell us where people can find you. So, you know, they can find me online. I'm Carpe Diem with Jasmine. Um, And that's on Facebook. I'm Carpe Diem JBS on Instagram and Twitter. And then if they want to connect with Share the Mic MN, we're sharethemikemn.com, sharethemikemn on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Share the Mic MN or Carpe Diem with Jasmine. Yeah. And we'll link all that up in the show notes. And so one final question that we'd like to ask all of our guests um, is what does the art of living well mean to you? You know, I think the art of living well, um, when I think about what does it mean to live well, I think it means showing up every single day and living life to the fullest. I'm seizing each and every single day. That's what living well means to me seizing each and every single day. I love that. Very powerful and simple. Um, and I think that we, we are all getting caught up in, you know, the news right now. And, you know, like you mentioned, the schools, you know, Minnesota coming out with 
what the guidance will be on schools opening up in the fall and we can all get caught up in that and it just takes you know our minds start spinning and we think to we think to some future place that we don't even know yet right right um so showing up every single day and seizing the day i love it yeah Thank you so much for coming on our show no, today. Thank you it was so much for having me. Wonderful having it's you. It's so nice meeting you guys. You yeah. too. And we look forward to continuing to connect through Share the Mic MN. Yeah. And we'll make sure everything gets linked up in our show notes so people okay. can find you and buy your book. Thank and you. Have a so great much. day. You thank too. you. Have a great one. Bye, Jasmine. Bye. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books, and one is curated for families, so there's lots of family-friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. I've made these recipes for my family, and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods, and maybe you're already eating vegan, or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We want to support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories. Um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw. You can use it or use it without the straw. And it's perfect for on the go, at home, wherever. And it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also, just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.